Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Facebook and YouTube too now. We're there. How y'all doing? Good morning. Welcome. I know some of y'all have been waiting. But we here. I was here now. I was here. I was here. Hey y'all. I was here now. I'm about to pick some new colors wearing. Apparently I've been in pink a lot lately. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Oh my gosh. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Oh my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Are you sharing? I'm sharing. I'm gonna get started. Thank y'all. Welcome. I know. We're here. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Facebook. Do me a favor. Start sharing the video. Put it on your timeline. Oh, my gosh. God is so faithful. Here we go. Mm. God is so faithful. I know some of y'all been waiting. Me, too. God is so faithful. Thank you, Lord, for being so faithful. Thank you, Lord God, for being so faithful. Oh, my God. And we trust you. And we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. Oh, Lord God, we trust you. Oh, Lord God, we trust you. Can you make that this your declaration today that you trust the Lord? Can we just put that in our comments, put that in our notes? I see y'all coming in slow. Hey, y'all, tag your people. Get them on in here. Ooh, New York is in the house. My New Yorkers. <laughs> hey, Kim Yarley, my sister. New York is in the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Magnolia is in the house. I, I declare a blessing over Magnolia today. I declare a blessing over Harlem today. Come on now. Little Rock is in the house. I declare a blessing over Little Rock today. Oh, hey, Auntie. Running a little slow this morning, but it's all good. God is faithful. Our declaration this morning is we trust the Lord. Yeah, come on. Put that in the comments. Write that bold. Lord, I trust you. Because the enemy will try to present circumstances and situations to make you think God is not faithful. And God is faithful. Woo! He'll, he'll present a circumstance and situation. Um, and sometimes and God allows. And sometimes God will present a circumstance or a situation. But 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 the name of the game is not trust. Like he trusts you. Woo! I declare and speak a blessing over. Woo! Jacksonville today. Lord, I thank you. Come on, y'all. My God, Lord, I trust you. You got to start declaring those boldly. Like you got to declare bold declarations out your mouth. Remember, out in your mouth, Proverbs reminds us, come on, Holy Spirit, that death and life is in the power of your tongue. So if your situation is janky, (laughs) 
then you don't speak what you're seeing. You don't talk or declare the jankiness of what you're seeing. It's not that you can't acknowledge the sickness. It's not that you can't acknowledge the finances. It's not that you don't see the situation and the situation is not real. But what you make a decision to do is I'm going to speak contrary to what I see. Woo, come on now. I'm going to speak contrary to what I see. Yep, I, I see my finances. I see my bank account in the negative. But you know what? I'm going to speak contrary to what I see. And I'm going to declare today, Lord, I trust you. Yep, we got the doctor's report. It wasn't what we wanted. Um, the healing process is hard. But you know what? Lord, we're going to trust you. Come on now. Um, yep, some people walked out on me and... It wasn't kind. They were not kind to me. But guess what? Lord God, I'm going to trust you. Woo! My God. Nope, I didn't get the job opportunity. It wasn't it wasn't what I wanted. But Lord, I'm going to trust you. They, they bypassed me for the promotion. But Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, he said he don't love me no more. But Lord, I'm going to trust you. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. My my sons, my daughters won't call me. They don't talk to me. But you know what, Lord? I'm going to trust you. Ooh, my God. My God. I got some money that I need right now. But, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Like, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Because your word tells me that you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. So when I don't feel like I can feel you, come on, y'all. My God, when I don't feel like I can feel you, when it don't look like the process is going in my favor, when it don't look like the prayers I prayed in faith are changing the situation. Come on, come on, declare it again. Lord, I trust you. Woo! Come on. Don't When it looks like it's not changing, when it looks like it's not moving, when it looks like it's not happening, when it looks frustrated, my God, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm still... I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to trust my eyes. Because anything that my eyes see are subject to change. Woo! Thank you, Lord. When I begin to get revelation that anything that my eyes see were subject to change, were subject to the power of God, because God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, Julia. When I begin to get the recognition that just because I see it in my eyes, right, and, and typically as man, when we see it, we feel like we need to, I hear you, Lord. We need to, we feel like we need to put our hands on it. But there are situations that are happening or happening or will occur in your life that you have no ability to change. You Just because you see it, you can't touch it. Come on now. Just because just just you see it, you can't touch it. My God, like you see it, but you can't touch it. Come on. You you see it, but you can't touch it. <laughs> you see it, but you cannot touch the situation. Like you see it, but you know you have no authority over the situation. You cannot touch this situation. You cannot change this situation. Woo! There's absolutely nothing you can do about the situation. There's absolutely nothing you can change about the situation. Lord, I trust you. Lord, Lord, I trust you. And instead of wrangling in frustration, we center ourselves in the word. We center ourselves in prayer. We center when we do that, we center ourselves in his power. 
We're in season six of our life, the season of man, where we're understanding more about who we are in Christ Jesus. And the Lord has said, this is by the spirit, everything that I'm doing in your life. Remember Romans 8, 27, 31. This is by the spirit. This is a, I have spiritual providence in your life. Woo! My God, I have spiritual providence in your life. Come on, y'all. You should be declaring that I have spiritual providence. Like, God, you, I'm going to give you spiritual providence because you got it anyway. <laughs> I got spiritual, like I got spiritual providence in your life. And it may not look like I got spiritual providence in your life, but I'm telling you right now that everything is working together for your good. Woo! Come on. I'm telling you right now, everything is working together for your good. And even if it does not make sense, Courtney, and even if it does not make sense, Joyce, it's still working together for your good. And even if it doesn't look promising, and even if it doesn't look like it's full of hope, it's still working together for your good. So when you come into your posi a position, my God, we talked about frustration last week, right? When you're, um, you're, you don't have the ability to control the situation. Well, what do you do when the the frustration is divine. Woo! What do you do when the frustration is divine? <laughs> what do you do when this is a divine frustration? Woo! Come on. Come on now. What do you do when it's a divine frustration? What do you do when it's God orchestrated or God loud? And I know people of faith will tell you, oh, God ain't, God ain't gonna, God ain't gonna put 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 sickness on you um god not gonna allow, allow nah we gotta be god is sovereign god is just there are some things that he allows to come into our lives not not to prove not not to harm us he's never doing anything to harm us jeremiah 29 11 says i got a plan for you it's not to harm you right so if it is god allowed then there's something that he's pulling out of us pulling us into him so that his power and glory can be demonstrated. So when we when we pray Ephesians 1 and we get into the 18th verse and we're asking the Lord, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus, right? So that I really, because that verse, the way that verse is written, so that I can experience more of your power. Sometimes that, that power can only be experienced in a divine frustration. My God, come with me for just a second to the book of Job. Oh, Lord, I thank you. 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 Come with me for just a second to the book of Job, right? Learning, learning, learn, learning out how to trust God when it's divinely, fr divinely frustrated, when he allowed the frustration to come in. Woo! Because he's really trying to pull us into something deeper. So that his power can be demonstrated. We have spent so much time in our lives trying to put our hands on everything. Trying to control everything. We even try to control God. We try to control when he'll bless us. We try to control when he'll heal us. We try to control when he moves, will move for us. Forgetting and recognizing that everything in our life is according to the timing of Lord, I thank you for my divine frustration. We go. I'm gonna read. A, I'm gonna get to a particular scripture in Job, but I wanna. I wanna go to the just the when you get to the first verse, right? 
um, they're talking about Job's character and they're talking about Job's um, wealth. And um, it, I'm in the sixth verse, one and six, it says, now there was a day when the sons of God, angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan, you got to understand this, the demonic, the kingdom, Satan, they, this real, that's really real. Like people who have tried to tell you or put emphasis and act like this isn't real. Like there is an adversary. There is an accuser of the brethren. And it said, and, and it says, uh, and Satan adversaries also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? And then Satan answered the Lord from roaming around the earth and from walking around on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered and reflected on my servant Job? For there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God. Now, this is the Lord asking Satan, has he considered Job? Woo! You cannot tell me. <laughs> this is the Lord saying, have you considered Job, right? Like, have you considered Job, who Job is, right? And he says, one who fears God and abstains and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands um, and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him. And his possessions have increased in the land. But pull forth your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse your face. So here's Satan going, the only reason that the that Job trusts you is because you've set this hedge of protection around him. That's the only reason, that's the only reason Job, Job is trusting you. That's the only reason Job, the only reason Job is trusting in you is because you 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 have this hedge around him. And he says. And so then the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that Job has is in your power. Only do not put your hand on the man itself, right? Every, every test woo, that was presented to Job, come on now, come on, were things outside of him. I got to go. I, I got to go, Julia. All things that were presented to Job were things outside of him. And if we pause for just a second, right, and get a real understanding, Every time, and I'm not saying your body has not been inflicted. I'm definitely not saying God caused sickness of you bench your body. That's, that's not what I'm saying, right? The enemy comes in like a flood. But every test Job experienced was outside of him. And if we'll be real honest with, like everything that has happened to us, right? It's the things that we can see. It's outside of us. It's the things that's outside our control. It's, it's, it's people, it's places, and it's, it's things. So Satan, Satan was allowed to, to test Job. But I want to give you one scripture in here that reminds me of who we are. And Job, this is Job talking, right? This is Job talking when his accusers are speaking out against God. Come on, y'all. Because this situation looks so overwhelming. And this situation, that, I thought you, can I put it in just like layman's term? I thought you were a woman of faith. <laughs> I thought they, I thought they live for the Lord. Woo! Come on now. How, how is this going on? How is this happening in their life? And they love the Lord God with all their heart. How is this happening in their life? And they, they sold out to Jesus, right? And even ourselves, even ourselves, we'll do it ourselves. When we're in a position and a place of, oh my gosh, um, how did this happen? Like, did I sin? I had to tell Josiah, y'all know I'm in a, we in a situation right now where we're standing for healing, where Josiah's um, ankle was fractured um, way worse than we thought, where he had to have surgery 
And this has really just changed our life right now. I'm just being honest. Like it's just changed so much in our life right now. And people will be like, how did the fracture angle change your life? It just has like things that we were supposed to be doing, stuff that was supposed to be going on, um, having to care for him right now. Like it's just really changed our life. It's changed the flow of how we typically and normally operate, right? We're not able to operate in normal circumstances in situations. The pain in his leg is very real. Like we've been dealing with pain. We've been dealing with all these adjustments. Um, we've been dealing with the mental part of, of a new norm, right? Like, like of a, of a new, like of a new norm, right? And so when you see and find yourself in a circumstance and it's cause we have no control over this. <laughs> we had no control. Like he, we, we were sitting there and Josiah was like, I, I shouldn't have went skating, right? And we do this to ourselves. He was like, I shouldn't have went skating, right? He's like, I shouldn't have, um, I shouldn't have. Uh, and then he texted me the other day. And he was like, what did I do to cause this, right? And remember, there's a scripture that um, where, where Jesus is about to heal the blind man. And when he's about to heal the blind man, they ask who sinned, him or his parents? Woo! Remember that? Who sinned? Who sin? Who? Which one of them sin? Who sin? He was sin. And Jesus said, "This ain't got nothing to do with sin." <laughs> Come on, y'all. It's Jesus. Jesus like, I ain't. This ain't got nothing to do with sin, right? But that's how our carnal nature thinks, and even how things to, think to us. Wonder what they over there caught up in there. I wonder what they way overdoing. Not like who who sin. That's the first. That's the first place. And Jesus said, "This ain't got nothing to do with sin." <laughs> This is with Job. This had nothing. He said, ain't got nothing to do with sin. So there's a position that we have to take in faith because can I tell you something? Whatever it is that's happening in your life right now, whatever, whatever it is that's going on in your life right now, I promise you, God has the, the ability to get the glory out of it and he wants to. Come on now. So this particular scripture, um, meditate, Job 12 and 10. This is Job. He's dealing with him. His people are talking about his misfortune. Um, they're trying to understand it. They've accused God. Like they just, they just went on. And this is what Job said. I love this. This is Job 12 and I'm going to back up the nine. He said, who among all these do not recognize that good and evil are randomly scattered throughout nature and human life. <laughs> he said, who among all these do not recognize in all these things that good and evil are randomly scattered throughout nature and life, that the hand of the Lord has done this. In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? It's a divine frustration. <laughs> sometimes we talk about being frustration. Sometimes you're going to have some stuff to come in your life. And God is, it's like divinely frustrating. But can I tell you what God showed me? What he's doing for us? What When we in a when we in a divine frustration, when we in a season where it looked like nothing ain't working, where in a season where it looked like our prayers like have failed us, your prayers, like we put so much power in our prayers. I got to go. We forget about the God who has to answer them. Woo! Come on. We put so much power in our prayers. We make our prayers the result of who God is. Oh, you ought to write that down. My prayer, like we put so much, we, oh, I pray, oh, I declare. We put so much power in us. And God is like, I'm trying to show you the power of me working inside of you. I'm trying to show you the power of me working in your life. It's like, about your, like, 
you might not you might be in a circumstance and situation where only the holy spirit can make an intercession for you we put so we put so much power in ourselves that we miss and take away the power of god what if he don't answer the prayer in this season what if it don't turn out does it mean that he's still not god this is job like he's losing everything his wife his daughter his land his property his friends are telling him you need this god you serving ain't no god this ain't no good god this ain't no faithful god many of us have been in circumstances situation where the enemy that kills other brother been in in the ear of our inner in our inner canal saying to us god don't love you god ain't thinking about you god ain't for you god ain't about you and here here job does he stands up real bold and says who among all these does not recognize that good and evil are randomly scattered throughout nature and human life and that the hand of the lord has done this in whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind so sometimes the test come on y'all we're gonna pull this out this refiner's fire and so he can purify us so he can sanctify us so that his power can be seen in our life because sometimes we too relying on our own prayers <laughs> i pray we call them the prayer warriors pray for me pray like pray for me which is good our position is supposed to be prayer but the power isn't in the prayer the power is in god and if we would learn to trust him in the ebbs and flows i personally believe we would experience more of his power i personally believe we would gain a greater understanding of who he is and what he's trying to do and what how he's trying to purify us sometimes the come on holy spirit sometimes the divine frustration is to purify us it's, it's to purify us is to pull us into a state come on y'all in which we see god differently we see ourselves differently where we walk in more humility my god or sometimes he pulls us he allows a divine divine frustration to pull us into a state of rest sometimes he allows we don't always know sometimes we won't know until the end of the circumstance or of end of the season but i can tell you this he will get his glory and if you read through the book of Job and what happened with Job, guess what? God got his glory. And because of not his perfectness, because Job wasn't perfect. One time him and Job, God was having this dialogue and this conversation where Job was probably feeling the pressure and he was saying to God, he like, God, like basically like, God, this is too much. Like, like, where you at in this? Like him and God are having this conversation, right? He never charged God. He never walked away from God, but he and God are having this conversation. You can have them kind of conversations with God. Like you can have them conversations with God. God is a real personable God. So he and God are having this real depth of a conversation, right? They're having this, they, this real conversation. And he's, as they're having this real conversation, like God says, am I not the God who hung the mountains? Am I not the God who hung the moons and the stars? Am I not the God that divided the valley? Am I not the God that put breath in your body? Am I not that kind of God? like am i am i not that kind of god like am i not this god right that's what you said i'm not god and then we find god restoring everything like job becomes vindicated and god blesses him 
way beyond. But the test wasn't about the blessing. Woo! Right? And we do all the, uh, come on, Holy Spirit. We do all the church things. Oh, I know at the end of this, it's a big blessing waiting on me. I'm not saying, I've been there. I'm not saying that it's not. But being in the refiner's fire, being in a position and place, the test, the, the blessing is the inner work. Come on. That's going on inside of you. The blessing is what's developing you. The, the blessing is where it's pulling and taking you to. It's not about the thing at the end of the blessing. <laughs> Job had no idea that this was what God was going to do at the end of the blessing. What was going on, his, on in his heart was a more devoted relationship to God. What was going on in his heart was him realizing and recognizing who God is and how big he was doing an inner work. <laughs> a, come on, y'all. A divine frustration always leads you to a better you. Woo! Come on now. It's it's a divine, a divine frustration always leads you to a better you. <laughs> Woo! My God, if he allowed it. A divine frustration always leads you to a better you. So we can't be so shallow. I'm just going to use that word this morning. That we we cut God off at a materialistic blessing. Yes, it's coming. Because he said he's going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Yes, he's going to provide for you. Because he said, do not worry in Matthew 6, right? He said, do not be anxious. Do not worry about what you wear or what you eat. I'm, I'm going to take care of you. The pagan runs after me. Yeah, but he's going to take care of you. But the inner work of what he desires to do in you is so much greater than the external blessing you're looking for. Woo! My God. Then the external blessing that you we set our hearts and minds and intention on an external blessing all the time. We look, look at it. We look for God to show us him being God in a sight, in a very sight-sensitive word. When the desire of what he wants from us is love and adoration that sometimes can only manifest after we've been frustrated. <laughs> that can only manifest sometimes after we've been frustrated. <laughs> after we've been frustrated, after we've been overwhelmed, after we seek his face, after we position ourselves before him. It's, it's a greater thing. It's a great thing. Now let me give you some scriptures to back this up so we can get out of here. Woo! Thank you, Lord, this morning for your word. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zechariah 13 and 9, it says, And I will bring the third part through the fire. Woo! And will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people and they shall say, the Lord is my God. Zechariah 13 and 9. Oh, my God. First Peter 1 and 7. That the trial of your faith. <laughs> come on, y'all. Being more precious. Come on. That the trial of your faith being more precious than of gold that perished, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, that your try the trial of your faith may be found unto praise, come on, and honor and glory. That's so powerful. Come on now. Isaiah 48 and 10, behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. 
I have chosen thee in the furnace of an affliction. Come on now. Sometimes the affliction ah, is the sign you've been chosen. I got to go. Julie, sometimes the affliction is the sign you've been chosen. <laughs> Can I say it one more time? Can you put that in the comments? Sometimes the affliction is the sign that you've been chosen. See, we will look at the affliction when Paul Paul was like, I pleaded with him three times, get this thing. I'm just, get this thing out of me. <laughs> get this thing away. But when you flip up to the beginning of the scripture, he said, the Lord placed this upon me so I don't get too hot. <laughs> and even though he knew the Lord had placed it upon him so he got too hot, he came back around and said, look, but I still don't like it. I still don't want it. I got to go. I still don't like it. I still don't want it. Hey, you're my God. Why don't you take the, that's a real relationships between God and the Bible. Lord, let us have a real relationship with you. He said, I still don't want this. He said, how about you take this away from me? And God simply says to him, hey, my grace, 2 Corinthians, come on, 12 and 9. my grace, my, my grace, can I just, Sometimes, can I say it? Hold it. Sometimes the broken marriage. is for you to minister to others. Sometimes the way we're children. is for you to minister to others. Sometimes. Um. The struggle in your finances, like when you tithing and giving offering and doing all the right thing, is for you to be able to be a testimony and minister to others. <laughs> Can I tell you what a divine frustration for you is doing two things? It's building you a testimony, not for you to be like, oh, I got a testimony, but it's building you a testimony so God's glory can be manifested in the presence of those who may not believe or the presence of those who are struggle. But it's also bringing you to a place of humility where your total other trust and dependence is on God. It, where your trutter, tr total trust and utter dependence is on God. So sometimes the frustration that has been allowed in your life, you, you got to see it. It's, it's been, that's what he says here. He says, that's what he says in first, first Peter. He says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold, the trial of your faith is precious to God. He said, he said, though it be tried with fire, it might be found into a praise, honor, and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ. Come on now. Oh, my God. First Peter 5 and 10. But the God of all grace who hath called us unto external glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, makes you perfect, establishes you, strengthens you, and settles you. Come on now. That's First Peter 5 and 10. But the God of all grace who has called upon an eternal glory. That's why. Can I say this? And then we got to get out of here. I'm going to pray and we got to go. That's why. So remember I said something about your sight, right? The enemy always loves for us to focus on the external. Like trying to fix the marriage. Trying to fix the children. Woo! He never wants us to focus internally on God. What was the greatest commandment? And Matthew Davis was like, Lord, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, Love me with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But when a trial comes, my fixation is external. 
because I'm trying to grasp and fix it in my capacity when this is really a time for me to go internal and focus on the love of the Father. Let me say this. Lately, and we out, and I'm going to pray. Lately, um, anytime I find myself frustrated, um, I start thanking him. <laughs> or anytime I find myself upset, I start thanking him. Or anytime I find myself overwhelmed, I'm just thanking him because I recognize that praise pulls me into his presence and keeps me in his presence. It, praise pulls me into I don't have no other tool. Sometimes the right scripture. Sometimes I'm just like, thank you, 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 thank you. So if you ever run up on me on the mall or the store, and I'm just going, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The strategy is to pull me into his presence because he's with me always, but the external things are trying to pull me outside of his presence. So it's my responsibility to center myself back in his presence because I know <laughs> he's the only one that has this. Ooh! Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. <laughs> we thank you for even the divine frustrations, the things that we don't understand. We thank you, Lord God, for refining us. We thank you, Lord God, for purifying us. We thank you, Lord God, for the... the for demonstrating your power in our life. Take us to a deeper place in you so that we can be planted, so that we can grow, so that we can bear much, much fruit. Our desire is to please you. So even when we frustrated, Lord God, we come to clarity and understanding today that you are with us. You created us. You know us. You know, the beginning and the ending of our story, you are Alpha and Omega. Oh, you know, you are omnipotent. I mean, there is no limit to what you can see or what you know or what you hear. So, Father God, we place our frustrations at your feet this morning oh, and receive the same grace that was promised to Paul. In Jesus' name, amen. If the Lord places it, um, well, two things, two things. One, um, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. That's how you start dealing with the frustration. Jesus needs to invade your life. <laughs> I was so I, like frustration. I promise you, I think I was, I told you, I think I was born in the frustration. Um, like frustration led my life for so long. It let me make so many decisions. And when I got baptized, I told you I was saved at eight. But when I got baptized at 27, that was my real conversion. Jesus Christ would come into my life and interrupt what I thought was normal. I've been in church all my life. I was probably, I was in church then, but he interrupted what was normal. So if that's you, repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love you and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and let me send you some materials and continue to disciple you. My um, my second my second petition to you is just simple. If the Lord places on your heart to partner with this ministry, partners are what helps us impact this world the way God has called us to do. Last, last Saturday, 600 male kids went out into the community, drew projects, um, feminine high kink gene kits all throughout the world. Um, all those things. 
we can't do that without our partners. So if the Lord calls you, calls you and asks you and says, you know, so go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. Like you can give, you can you can give an offering, you can give a seat, you can do whatever the Lord is telling you to do, you can give right there. And please know that we we appreciate you, right? We love you and we thank God for, for our partners. Now, Father God, bless your people today. Thank you for covering them in your grace and love. Thank you for allowing your face to shine upon them. Woo! Thank you that your favor goes before them and is their rear guard. Thank you for blessing the work of their hands. And thank you, Father God, for giving them your perfect peace in Jesus' name. Hey, man, back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Ladies, tonight, Bible study. See y'all tonight for Bible study. I'm so excited. I'm so ready to get into this Bible study tonight. We're almost coming out of our book. I don't have a new book next. We might not even have a book. We may do this differently. So um, see you tonight. You can get online Zoom. You can get on um, come in person. Come in person. I want to see you in person. We're going to take communion tonight. Um, I love you. God loves you. <laughs> I love you. God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. And I'll see you guys back here in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.